welcome to Red Hill Stories, discussions about faith, life, and Jesus. This is your host, Lyle Walker. With me on the, I guess, on the podcast again for a second time is Ashley Hall. Hey, doing? everybody. Good. How are you, Lyle? I'm great. I'm excited because this is uh, season three. We're kicking it off. Can't believe it. Already right. season three. <laughs> Already. It's been like, gosh, a year uh, or man, probably... I think I ended season two at the end of 2021. Oh, yeah, um, long break. <laughs> long break. And that's when po- podcasts die when you don't actually do episodes. Nobody listens to them anymore. But <laughs> I started getting questions like, hey, you're going to do more episodes. You're going to do more p- episodes. And uh, kind of started growing as a church. And um, and then you had an idea. What was that idea, Ashley? Well, I've always just kind of been a podcast junkie. And so... <laughs> Um, I felt I feel very energized by the whole Red Hill Stories concept, the podcast concept. I probably mm-hmm. listened to everybody's episodes at least twice because I'm just <laughs> so into it. Um, and so I felt I felt a little calling. I mean, I don't want to you know sound dramatic or anything about it, but um, I just I just love it so much. And so um, I just asked you, hey, do you need help with the podcast? And you said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's like you have these, I, I get I get in this trap when it comes to like ministry stuff. It's like you have all these ideas that you want to do. You have all this, li- this list of like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we did this? Or wouldn't it be great if you do that? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, wait a minute, I only have so many hours in the day, you know? Right. You can't have every, right. You can't have every ministry. I've, I've struggled with that too. (laughs) I think I actually asked Marshall one day, I was like, so I want to do this and I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this ministry. And I want to do that. And, you know, I was like, I know the Sunday school answer is pray and seek the Holy spirit and use your gifts, but I know what you mean. Right. It's just hard. And so it kind of, Unfortunately, when my responsibilities grew at the church and life responsibilities got bigger, I had, you know, I was taking on a new job and my my roles and responsibilities there jumped up big time. Uh, about a year ago, I just said, you know, I got to start making decisions on what do you kind of push off for a little while? What are the, what are the things on that list that kind of just get stuck? And Red Hill Stories was one of those. It's always been a burden because I, I wanted to get back to it. I wanted mm-hmm. to, to get back to interviewing people and getting their story. And when you suggested, hey, you need help. And I was like, yeah, that would be <laughs> fantastic. Because one of the, this is kind of a weird thing. It is kind of when you're interviewing the, the other gender the other sex it's it is there's always seems like there's a barrier that i could never as comfortable as i could be with you or Brittany or or the or the folks talisha that i had interviewed before i always felt like okay like maybe if i did bring on someone like yourself to do those interviews would it make those discussions more fruitful would there be more continuity would there be a little more comfortability i guess between you the interviewee and the interviewer and so yeah, i'm excited bro to, to see Gal, yeah. gal. Right. And so I think, I think as we go forward, um, you'll, as you're listening to this, you're going to see Ashley is coming on as a, I guess you can call it co-host. Uh, and she'll be doing, a, she's going to be interviewing quite a few women in the church. So of Cynthia Scott's going to be one coming up soon. And maybe Christy Wilson towards the end of the year, or who, who else do you maybe have on the list? I'm really excited about Cheryl Driggers. Mm -hmm. She's definitely one we have um, on the schedule. 
um, a couple other ladies uh, that they're think, thinking and praying. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, um, can I say something about what you said a second ago about that you're, you're the associate pastor of the church mm-hmm. and you work yep. a full-time job and you have a sure. family of three kids. I would just like to take the second to say thank you for everything mm. that you do for the church. And <laughs> I don't think that a lot of people realize how much work goes into ministry. You know, I mean, and Marshall has been such a great example for our church. I mean, he worked a full-time job for how many years? First five. Seven. Six, at least. Yeah. Okay. Seven, yeah. And then he he worked a full-time job, didn't get paid by the church, maybe got a little stipend here and there, a little gift here and there. But then he went, then he started being employed at the church part-time. Then he went to his, you know, regular job part-time. And now he's full-time pastor mm-hmm. at Red Hills and he has left his other job. But you are still working a full-time job. Curtis Tigris still working a full-time job. You know, um, Sean still working. Sean Dowdy, yes, Chris. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. You know, I just, I, I would like to just say thank you, and just emphasize that um, ministry is work, and a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize that. I appreciate that. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I don't hide the fact. I actually. As a side conversation here, I, I hope to be working full. I hope to be having a, a at least some sort of side job while I do this forever. I, I feel like there's this, there's this, it's a, it's almost very, I don't want to say biblical, but Paul had a job, right? He's a help sure. to himself and Jesus was a carpenter and they were, right. They were, they were fishermen and there's something to be said about like, there's ministry. Well, we keep using the word ministry, but there's what I do for my calling and is this what I do to help pay the bills? Right. And sure. so, and there's a, sometimes, sometimes those lines get blurred and they kind of cross over a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I can tell you this, you know, as I've grown in my role as associate pastor, I've actually become a better employee. It's kind of like this weird, mm-hmm. like, like this thing. And, um, but I am very blessed to have a, a good career path that I've, that God has opened up so many doors. I mean, I, I could do a whole podcast episode on just, how I got my job and my current career. Cause it's something that I shouldn't people look at my resume. They'd be like, how do you, how did, how'd that happen? Um, <laughs> by the grace of God. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm overjoyed about what's going on with the church. So. Yeah. Well, also I was thinking about this today, actually how Marshall said, has said a couple years ago, Christians should be the best employees. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. we should be the nicest neighbors. Right. We should be on time for work. We should yeah. be the 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 hardest working employee at our jobs we should be the nicest neighbor you know funny, sto- funny story uh i'm a consultant right and so what i do is i help schools and libraries across the country get federal funding for internet access wi-fi capabilities at their schools and so that's the most um, concise i've ever heard you explain yeah, it right. by the way i'm, I'm getting better. if you could just better. if you could just say <laughs> that every time right. <laughs> people, people are like would you, understand what you do when you, when you say consultant people are like oh you know i see mm. you're, you're one of those people uh but what's the funny story is i i went out and i got leon county school district is one of my clients and I came on about two years ago and I'm I'm sitting at my desk and I get a call and it says Leon County so I pick it up we're, we're shooting a breeze and uh my my contact over there says so I was um on the internet the other day and I came across this thing called Red Hill Stories <laughs> and I was like oh dear oh oh no uh and he said I listened to your episode and it brought Ooh. me to tears and 
I just want to say that I love the fact that I'm working with um, a pastor. And I was like, oh my goodness. All right. There it is. So it was Praise kind of one Lord. of those, yeah, it was kind of those moments where, you know, you weren't prepared for something like that, but how like I said that the, the lines can blur. And when you put yourself out there, um, you have to be willing to accept whatever that, that thing is. And so, um, that's so true. No, it was a, it was, it was a good thing. So no, I, I appreciate you saying that it is hard, but I couldn't see myself really doing anything else and, and you can, find balance. It can go the other way too. You know, someone finds out you're a pastor or you're uh, highly involved absolutely. in your church and they're like, it deters them from, well, you know, sure. so yeah, I mean, my, my company is very, they're out of New York, they're based out of New York city. And, you know, I have to be careful. They know my past. They know when I say my past, they know my, my personal life. They knew when I told them what I was doing, when I came on, they, they're, they're fine with it, but yeah, you're right. It can, it can definitely go the other way. Um, so I'm excited about this season. I think, I think moving forward, we're going to be able to do continue like the heartbeat, which is write all stories and getting people to, you know, just talk about Jesus more. Um, Getting to know people more, right? Just Yeah, getting to know people. That was my probably my favorite part of doing it. And you'll see this as you get to, you probably, I know you've already interviewed Cynthia, we just haven't posted the episode yet. But like, you'll be amazed, even though if you know somebody really well and you start talking about a testimony or what Jesus has done, you pick up elements of their story, their life. And you're like, man, like I walked away and I know those people so much better than I did beforehand. And Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible talks about why we, you know, sharing your testimony and why that it's so important. And Paul does it almost in all of his, his epistles, his letters. At some point, he almost gives a little bit of his testimony or and he uses it to make a point many times, right? Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's even to put himself down a peg because he's been, you know, mm-hmm. lofted up to be something and he uses it to show, look, this is where I came from, right? Yes. You, you forget, you forget where I came from. And, I've been uh, shipwrecked. Right. I'm thinking of that passage where he said, he, he does list all the things. Yeah, I've been all shipwrecked. I've been bit by a snake. Wasn't that yeah, fall? Right, yeah. I've yeah, been yeah, it was a, all these things. Yeah. And then, then <laughs> he, and he, and he shows all the things that he's come from. Like he was uh, a Benjamite, you know, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was circumcised on the, on the, what, the third day or something like that. Um, and he lists all of his accomplishments. And he's, then he says, I count it all for mm-hmm. nothing. For and he calls himself right. the, a chief of sinners too, yeah. which I find so, really Incredible. I kind of took when I started doing these these tests. These this is not a testimonial podcast. That's what I want to make sure that people who are kind of new to this and like what is what is Red Hill stories, and I went with the word story because testimony is kind of like the churchy term that we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to do is tell let people tell how Jesus has changed them. Yes, and I, I call it the bright light of Jesus. And I want, I all, my desire has always been for somebody to say, okay, this is where, this is where I was. This is how Jesus, how God has changed me. And then this is where I see God taking me. And there's mm-hmm. like that three stage. And I always have, I've always loved when I've got done with an interview and the person that I've, I'm working with trying to help develop their story and get everything in, you know, a nice linear path they have a better, they have a clear view <laughs> of Jesus now, right? Like what? Well, yeah, not. it was like, just, it was like Justin. Yeah. It was like, like Justin Hall, you know, even just preparing for his oh, right, Red Hill yeah. story was a major 
work of God in his life. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, um, because y'all sat down and tried to, to get his outline together and he, you know, it just really got his wheels turning and he was just not really able to, to, to put his story in a cohesive um, format to where he, he could see the goodness of God and and he could see God's faithfulness. And so even just the process of sharing his story, working through it with you and taking some time to think and pray and um, wrestle with God a lot, you know, um, gave him a chance to grow and and reflect back and say, you know what, God has been faithful to me, and maybe I have some work to do. So what was it like for you to share and prepare for your story mm. on the podcast? Uh, that was, you know, I guess I did mine season two. Um, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to share my test, my testimony. I didn't know if I wanted to go this path with it. I knew at some point for anybody listening, you can go back and listen to that episode. Uh, right. but, um, I didn't know if I wanted to use this format or this platform, I guess to say, uh, I knew at some point that I was going to have to share that part of my life publicly, whether it be in in a podcast or I've never planned to do it from a pulpit or anything like that. But I've I've always saw that what God took, what God has brought me through with all of that was going to be used for his glory. Mm-hmm. And I knew because of that, I knew I couldn't be shy about mm-hmm. sharing that. Um because if I if I held back that information, if I held back that part of me and said, okay, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of ugly and it, you don't know who's going to take it and how they're going to take it. And it may turn some people off. People may go, I can't because of what this person's done. I can't have anything to do with them. And I have to accept that. Right. Um, but and I someone that, could actually say that about many of the, yeah, many sure. of the people we've if had you have on. a history, let's say you have a, a history with somebody who had you grew up with a family member who had I mean, drug abuse, right? Mm-hmm. And you were abused as a child because of a parent that abused you during that time. If you hear somebody that who went through that as well, there's a, there's a, um, there's a natural, you almost apply that emotion to this person. And it's, it's not necessarily fair, but that's your healing process, right? That's right. that person needing to go through healing. So anyways, to answer your question, I just, you know, I remember it was like during COVID, and we, since we weren't meeting with people, I, I needed a couple episodes to get us through that time. And so I said, okay, well, let's, uh, I'll just do my testimony. And I sat down with April and we thought about it. And, uh, I had two versions of that, that podcast episode. And I wasn't sure if I was going to go, which path I was going to take until I got in the middle of it. And I just felt the spirit say, I remember him. I don't remember. It was, it wasn't audible or anything, but I remember him just saying, I've forgiven you. Your, your wife has forgiven you and your family has forgiven you. What else, what else is there? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, right. There yeah. it is. And um, put, I laid all my cards out on the table and uh, I feel like there's been a lot of positivity coming 
from that. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard people say they, you know, they appreciated my openness, my willingness to go there, you know, talk yeah. about it. And, um, you know, hopefully that inspires others, not to inspire them to also share their story. That's not necessarily what I, my point, I hope it inspired people so they can know that they too can be open about their past without mm-hmm. fear of judgment, without fear of, you know, being ridiculed or ostracized or whatever that, that is, you can, if we're in, okay. So if, if, if you're in the body of Christ and we say, we believe in grace mm-hmm. and you can't have grace towards others from what God has taken them out of, then you don't understand grace. Or even yourself. If you can't forgive right. yourself yeah. for something. Yeah. You don't understand yeah. grace. Like there's a, there's a, there's a roadblock. There's a wall there that you just haven't been able to come get over. And I, I've always said this, um, or always when I started doing this, uh, when somebody can look, you know, where they are right now, no matter who it is, and they can look backwards in their past and they can actually start to see Jesus in every single moment. I've always felt that's when healing takes place. That's when somebody's mm-hmm. beginning to heal because I've talked to so many people and Justin's a good example of that, where the first time we sat down, the first iteration of his story, and then the final version, they weren't even the same. Mm-hmm. There was a similar you know, timeline of events, but the way he contextualized, the way he was able to look back and then see Jesus through it, it was a completely different person talking about mm-hmm. it because they were, he was seeing it through a different lens. And yeah. so um, when people can do that, and when they, when I notice that they can't, I've I've actually pre-interviewed mo- multiple people, and we just haven't recorded because I have to I have to tell them like I don't I don't think you're ready to do this because you're still working through it. And it's hard for yeah. somebody to give a testimonial type thing if they're in the middle of of their story, kind of a thing. So absolutely. And oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, and I think a huge part of, you know, sharing something so intense, like you shared or Justin shared or, you know, Brittany or Curtis Mm -hmm. or Kyle, um, so many of the wonderful people that have shared some really tough things that they've gone through. Janelle, um, me, I mean, my, my stuff was more more of just like health problems, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, when I brought all of that kind of stuff out into the light, and it, it mm-hmm. sounds like what you were talking about and Justin shared this with me too. It's like, it's almost like it frees you. It's almost Absolutely. like God has freed you. Um, when you get your pain out into the light, the enemy doesn't have a, a foothold on you anymore. Um, we know that our enemy wants to keep us silent and quiet. <laughs> he wants to mm-hmm. keep us isolated and, and he wants to keep pain and sin in the dark. And so when we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are able to verbalize our story and to just share our burdens with one another, bear each other's burdens, right? Mourn with those mm-hmm. who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, when we're able to um, verbalize what God has done in our life and and the things that He's freed us from, um, I think there is. I, I feel I felt different, you know. Um, sure. and it sounds like you did too. I, f- I felt like, um, I felt like, I felt like I was winning some spiritual warfare, honestly, mm-hmm. 
because it's like those things don't define me, you know, and, and putting it out um, for our church body to hear um, is, is exciting. So for me, it was, um, it was just helpful to kind of um, think, think back on my life, think about um, where I've struggled and where I have been extremely immature and how God saved me from that. (laughs) Um, Not only did God save me from my sin, but he saved me from a lot of immaturity, a lot of pride. Um, Just, you know, save me from myself. And um, I feel like when, when our, our church people come on and they share these things, um, I hope that they also feel that freedom. No, absolutely. Because uh, I know there's some people who have a good, who have an amazing story to tell, mm-hmm. uh, and they may they may be you know apprehensive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to encourage anybody out there, whether it's to come on a podcast like this, right, or um, to do it privately, to tell somebody privately, hey, I've been you know you you come in contact with somebody and they've gone through something similar and you've come out of it, right? You've been on the other side of that. The power of your testimony is probably the most powerful thing that we have outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ itself, right? To be able to share with somebody else, intimate or even just passing, hey, let me tell you what God's done in my life. Yes. Isn't there a verse that says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope Mm -hmm. that you have? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And so we need... Really good practice. (laughs) No, we should be willing... We should be the most open, like, because it's not a shameful thing. Now, there are very personal things that we all go through, and there are details that we that don't need to be shared publicly. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, not everybody can... has to share everything. No, that, that's right. That you or me or, you know, you, the people that come on, you know, we've had lots of, lots of wonderful folks come on, and they don't share all the details because mm-hmm. the details aren't necessary. No, we, we take a top it's almost a top-down view. We want to shine a bright light of Jesus on your life. And if whether that's details or, or, or whatever you're willing to share, um, at the end of the day, the, you mentioned it earlier, you know, when somebody is holding back truth and we're on, un- whether it's in a testimonial like setting like this, or it's just one-on-one, that's, that's what Satan wants you to believe is mm-hmm. that whatever you've gone through, you have to hold on to, and it's just private between you and God. And because mm-hmm. what he knows is if you start to share that with other people, you said freedom earlier, like you become, your freedom allows other people to be mm-hmm. free. It's and contagious. We all, right. And we all, <laughs> we all approach this thing um, from that, that place of, I mean, the truth will set you free, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom, he has set us free. Uh, these are mm-hmm. all like truths that we see. Um, and we, we read all the time, but it's like our reaction is, oh, if people know this about me, what will they think? Which, mm-hmm. if I'll be just say this, if you're worried what other people will think, we need to, you got to think through where, what mm-hmm. are we really, what are we really worried about? What are we, mm-hmm. where's our real, where's our real identity found, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, he set us free so that others could be free. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way that we do that is by sharing our testimony. Right. We help people. Yeah. Guide that, so. We're free from the sin and shame. That's right. 
we don't have to be ashamed of our past Mm -hmm. because like Paul says, my weakness, I can boast all the more in my weakness and my weakness is perfected um, through Christ. I'm not saying that very well, but whatever that verse is, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I get you. Like, yeah, no. His power is made perfect in my weakness. That's right. There it is. Some of these verses that I grew up hearing in church my whole life, you know, when you listen to my story, you'll see, you know, I was raised in church. I knew all the Sunday school answers. You know, my parents brought me in church, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, my whole life. And some of some of those verses, I never really believed them. It's like, <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Pain produces perseverance and perseverance, mm. character and character. I don't even believe that. That just, that, how can that be true? How can pain produce character and hope? But I just, that just doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. I don't believe that. You know, how, how can Christ's power be made perfect in our weakness? That just doesn't make sense to me until I walked through this suffering. And then yeah. it's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're, if you're out there, what again, whether or not you shared a radio story is, is one thing, but I want to encourage others. Sh- share what God's done in your life. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. Step out in faith. Be like, okay, yes. let me let me let me show you what my God has done. Right. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, in a society where where what they see of God, if let's say they're uh, they're an unsaved person, what they see of God is corruption. What they see of Christianity is pastors being pulled out of ministry because they've done something bad, or you see the worst of of the very very small percent of Christian Christian standing and saying the most hateful, wretched things about other people. Like if that's all they know about who God is, then what we can do and what our responsibility is to say, well, no, 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 that's, Mm -hmm. that's all nonsense. Let me show you really who God is and what he can do in your life. So. Right. And no one, and no one can really deny your own story. Like God is, God is revealing himself through his people. He always has. And, you know, a person can, can sit there and say, oh, I don't believe in God. Um, I, you know, the Bible is, is a bunch of hogwash and Christians are a bunch of hateful people. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to go, uh, have coffee sometime? Can I, can I come over and break your yard after a hurricane? And then all of a sudden you start, (laughs) that's a Florida person, right? That's right. (laughs) right. Come break your yard after a hurricane. Everybody knows what that means. (laughs) Uh, we Tallahassee folks sure do. So. But like you can't, an unsaved person can't meet a Christian who's, who's a Christian who's willing to share their story and, and say, oh, well, your story isn't true. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Y- you know, every person has their own life and story and you can't just straight up deny that someone's existence is that they're standing right in front of you, you know? <laughs> well, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, the very thing that we base our faith off of, right? The very thing that we cling to, our hope, is a testimony. Mm-hmm. What we have is what has been handed down from generation to generation. We call it the word of God, but it has been changed. It has been not changed. It has been it has been passed on down through generations. And it's the testimony 
concerning the Son of God, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the testimony of Jesus himself. And, and that's the very essence of our faith is based upon someone's testimony of witnessing what Jesus has done. And so stories, stories, stories of the people of God. That's right. And so, um, yeah, man, we're just part of that, right? Our, mm-hmm. our, our lives, our stories, our testimonies, our experiences, our overcoming sin, our ability to, you know, our sanctification, whatever that you, mm-hmm. whatever word you want to put mm-hmm. on top of that, that's all part of that same testimony, right? Mm-hmm. That we all you know, get to live out. And I know what else is really neat about this is because when somebody listens to your story or Curtis or Brittany Seacrest or Janelle or anybody else, Jonathan Albanese, Justin Hall, Jocelyn, any of these wonderful people that have shared their story so far, when they hear, oh, well, they were able to overcome that, mm-hmm. maybe I can too. You right. know, well, their marriage survived that. You know, Justin and Ashley were able to work through that. Mm-hmm. And I know them. They're not perfect by any means. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe I can too, you know. Yeah. And I think that's another really important reason to share these stories and to get get these stories out there is because the ripple effect is really strong. Yeah, if this is your, if you're new to Red Hills and this is your first iteration of a Red Hill stories, you're like, what is the other season? I would, I would encourage you to go back and start with episode one. I think I started with Chris and Lacey, our missionaries. They were, they had just got back from China. Kind of give, and you've talked, I'm, I'm going to actually try to give them a, when they get over to the Czech Republic, I'm, I'm going to hopefully uh, follow up with them and, and give an update, you know, kind of where they've been the last, you know, two or three years and then what they're going to be doing when they, while they're there. Um, but from Jameson's story to your story, Felicia, uh, Justin's was great. I mean, I, I don't want to like go through every single one necessarily, but they, what you're going to see is there's a unified, uh, you know, I, not to use the, 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 um, Bible podcast, uh, uh, tagline, but there's a unified story that leads to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'll see in every single episode, there's a unified story that leads to Jesus. It's all like, they all have their separate paths and there's their own hills and their own valleys and mountaintops. And, um, but at the end of the day, all, all of them have this unified story about who Jesus is and, and what he's, what he was able to do in their lives, bringing people out of some absolute just mess, just Mm -hmm. absolute mess. And if you see those people, I always say, when I kind of talk about why we do this podcast, right. Um, Before I interview people, I always, always talk about, because there's always that awkward, like when you go to church and you know somebody, but you don't know somebody, you don't know their name. We were talking about somebody in our church and you were like, I only, some (laughs) some people only know by their first name. It's like, that's why I do the silly story about somebody. Like what's mm-hmm. something that, you know, nobody knows about you. Well, it's because mm-hmm. the next time you see I ha- how many people have come up to me and said they're too, they're scared of roaches too. Like <laughs> I get it. It's like, I have an instant bond with somebody that I haven't had more than three conversations with. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's part of it too. It's, 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 uh, it's breaking down barriers that we don't even know we really exist. And it's, uh, it's so important. And so as we yeah. continue to grow as a church, I could see something like this expanding. I want to have separate conversations, like side, I call them radio style side stories that I hope to have about big events or topics that are are hitting the church, like identity or marriage or whatever it may be, and just have a 
a Red Hills type discussion around those events and those topics, because while we will never take an official stance on a political matter, these these events that we are come in contact with, um, how we contextualize them within the church, so important. And and I and also teaching other Christians and how to contextualize, how mm-hmm. to talk about these things, I think is so important. And maybe this is, mm-hmm. is one avenue we can do that. So yeah, I yeah. encourage you go back if you haven't done so. Go back, listen to other episodes. We always say like and subscribe, you know, one of those classic podcast things. <laughs> but sh- but share the the you know, that's again when you share the the, the podcast, you're sharing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? It's right. the same it reason. Gets- gets the word out to more people it brings more attention to the podcast it's just the logistic the logistic um what's the word i'm looking for the what's the word i'm looking for i don't know it's like you know you know like when you scroll through facebook algorithm oh the algorithm (laughs) right 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 right. yeah yeah. the the more you like and share it the algorithm increases and shows up on people's phones more yeah thank you yeah, I got, I got it. You know, so funny. I, I don't even have, I don't even have any social media. I, I cut it all out. So oh, like, I, I, I can't even. So close. I can't even <laughs> share so it. Close. You know, with others. Um, so I would yeah. highly encourage you all to take your spirit delete, influence. Delete right? your social media. <laughs> well, that yeah. Uh, I got rid I'm, of Instagram I'm and Twitter so a couple close. weeks ago. I've never had Twitter. I've never had Instagram. I've had Facebook, and I'm holding on to it with just like one tiny little thread. Um, but I definitely see the value in cutting back on all of that drama and just focusing more on more important things like this, you know, this is, this is media. Um, I guess you could sort of argue that podcast is like tiny bit of social media, maybe a little bit, but it's it's more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I say something about the, the interviewees? I just love how different everybody is. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's a tiny little drop into the picture of our church body because like you go back and you listen to, you know, Jameson talk and like how funny he is, you know, it's just like you instantly just, you just instantly like this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you, you listen to Felicia and she's so just, you know, I don't know. She, she's so put together and just, mm-hmm. you know, feminine and proper. well-spoken. <laughs> right. Very yeah. proper. That's the word I'm looking for. And then, you know, you have Brittany and Janelle are just, you know, a lot more like laid back off the cuff. And then you have Jonathan and he's so artsy and, you know, we just have such a wide diversity of people. Sean Dowdy, you know, I mean, you, how how much different can you get from like Marshall Oaks to Sean Dowdy? <laughs> yeah, right now you sit next to each other. It's like wow, they're yeah. so different. Yeah, and, and I just I love how it's just kind of a picture of the diversity of our church. You know, we have white collar, blue collar, no collar. We have retired. We have young, old. We have mm-hmm. you know young families. We have newlyweds. We have huge youth and kids somehow i don't know they take up like half the church numbers yeah, but for sure you know we have people on all different political schemes we have people of all socioeconomic backgrounds we have homeschool families public school families private school families we have we we have it all and i think it's just beautiful to see how like you were saying 
no matter how different everybody's story is, the one thing we all have in common is the bright light of Jesus on our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I love that about the podcast. I love that about Red Hill Stories because you, you get to see, um, the image of God and all of these different people and all of these different personalities, you know, men and women and just young and old, all the different idiosyncrasies and, and personality types. You get to see the body of Christ. We're not mm-hmm. all the same. We all have different roles and responsibilities. We all play different parts. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. The only body, the only body, just don't be the appendix, right? Because it's like <laughs> completely taken out. <laughs> right, it can be taken out, and the scientists aren't even sure what it did or what it. It has no purpose. Don't be an appendix, right? But everybody else, right? We all play a part in a role. And I'm going to write a book called "Don't Be the Don't Be the Appendix," um, the like church, church leadership or something. I don't know. I don't. I have. I have a working title. I don't know. Hey, but it's, it sounds really good, man. Yeah, it's, I think it sounds really awesome. good. Um, but no, like you know, we yeah, you will you will see. Like there's. The body of Christ is made. Okay, so while while Paul would say there's no male and no female, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no free, there's no slave, there's all just one. We're all just mm-hmm. Christ. We all come from different backgrounds, and that's where identity kind of gets an interesting conversation within the church because our identity is completely wrapped up in one thing and one thing alone, and that's Jesus. But who I am and what he's made me to be and who he's called me to be and the the place he's put me in, the family he's put me within, um, and that's different from family to family, right? And so when you put mm-hmm. us all together in one giant room, you bring all that that stuff, all those sub-identities together, but yet we are all unified under the umbrella of Jesus. And so um, I'm hoping as the season progresses and we continue to do this and as we continue if, even if we don't grow, if we just stay the same as we are right now, our church, is our little church, right? Stays the mm-hmm. same. Um, I'm just excited to help allow people when they want to, to tell uh, their story of Jesus. But if you're listening, go to Rails podcast, whatever, Rail stories, subscribe, like, share. You may even hear my dog in the background as we're recording this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do those things. Let's get the word out and then uh, we'll see what, what goes next. All right. Cool. See you in season three. Season three. Awesome.